we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 244. The 244th episode just so happens to be a creator corner. And uh, <laughs> the creators, notice the plural, that I cornered on this here episode just so happens to be uh, half of the creative team of Dino Thrashers, an incredibly intriguing and awesome-looking Kickstarter project currently going on right now. It is right in the middle of it. Uh, So who did I bring on? Well, I brought on the illustrator Noah Ray and the publisher Matt Kuhnd. And, you know, I haven't really had any publishers on the podcast. I guess I kind of have, but... Yeah, well, I guess. It's not often. (laughs) So, uh, Matt Kuhnd and Noah Ray, they were an absolute delight. Um, I'm always always excited going into talking to creators, but when it comes to people that I don't really know a whole lot of their uh, their backlog, their history in comics, uh, I'm, I'm always just slightly apprehensive. Just because, you know, I don't... I don't know what I'm getting into. <laughs> but here's the deal. I'm so glad I got into this. These guys were the shit. Uh, they, they, they got me... They somehow got me even more pumped up on Dino Thrashers than I already was. And it, I didn't even get like an advanced PDF review copy of this. They just shot me the Kickstarter link. I looked at it as if I were just a Kickstarter... You know, somebody, hmm, what kind of Kickstarter am I going to back today type of situation. Um, no privileges going into this is what I'm trying to say. And I was hooked. I was hooked. So I, I fully believe that if you just take the time to check out Dino Thrashers uh, on the Kickstarter, the, you, you, you'll, you'll be hooked too. I mean, it's, it's nostalgia. It's, it's, I mean, I guess it's, it's got a nostalgic feeling. It's not blatant nostalgia, if that makes sense. It's, uh, you'll learn all about it. In the interview coming up, but first, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you about Hooked On Comics, brought to me by NSCLiveTV.com to bring to you Hooked On Comics. Hooked On Comics, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, find them Tuesdays and Saturdays at 5 and 7 p.m. Eastern Times. Now, what is Hooked On Comics? Why should I go to Hooked On Comics? Well, Hooked On Comics is the place to go if you're somebody that doesn't necessarily have the, the capabilities or the means to head out to a comic book store. There's not a lot of them left anymore. And uh, geographically speaking, it could often be a challenge to get to them. Hooked On Comics, uh, they, they get rid of that challenge. They're efficient and safe shipping. Uh, the, the, I mean, it, you make, it's, uh, it's better than picking the books up off the shelf. 
It is. They're not going to send you out sloppy seconds either. You know, uh, you, mm. <laughs> I'm just excited talking about them. I, I, I have a Hooked on Comics mail call coming tomorrow. Um, catch them once again Tuesdays. That's their new book pre-sale show. Uh, Saturdays is their everything else that is good in the world show. And uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're almost guaranteed to find me on the Tuesday show. Every once in a while, you see me popping on the Saturday show, too. So just say, hey, what's up, Brian Wayne from Cheers to Comics, when you pop in there and see if I say hello. So uh, <laughs> Tuesday, Saturday, 5, 7 Eastern Time. Now, where? Where? Where do I find them? Well, nsclivetv.com. That is the ultimate place to find uh, all of the best comic book auction action on the planet. And then uh, you like the Hooked on Comics Facebook page and you get the little notifications because that's where they're streaming out of. And if you're feeling really, really froggy, then jump into the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. I invite you. And uh, yeah, you're going to see the Hooked on Comics feeds being shared out there. So... Um, yeah, Hooked on Comics, baby. So, let's, uh, let's get into a little interview action, huh? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you, uh, a portion of the creative team behind the Kickstarter that has already funded it so damn good, Dino Thrashers, Noah Ray, and Matthew Kuhnd. All right, all right. Uh, two of four parts of the team that is Dino Thrashes. We have Noah Ray and Matt Kuhnd. How are you, gentlemen? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excellent. Yeah. I'm excellent. I was talking to Noah beforehand before we hit record, and it's just no matter what's going on in my life, I, the, the moment that I know I'm talking to people in the comic book industry, my mood is just so elevated. And I say this with every creator. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm just always so pumped to talk to people to make the things that I love. And I know, Matt, when you reached out to me and said, hey, we got this Kickstarter that's going on, well, right now, as a matter of fact, uh, I looked at it and it didn't take much scrolling at all before I realized this is such a Brian book. This, this, <laughs> take my money and nice. uh, let's let's see if we can get you guys to to get some get some others on board. So here we are. We're doing a podcast. Oh, that's awesome to hear. That's really great. Um, so before we dive into uh, Dino Thrashes, we have to talk about where you guys come from. We have to get the listeners on the same page as you guys. So. Um, I'll start with you, Noah. I mean, what's your history with comics? I know it's kind of a white bread story, but everybody comes in at a different time. Were you a long-time reader or uh, new to the industry? When did you fall in love? I keep going back and forth as to whether or not I'm a long-time reader. I think there was a period when I was like a teenager where I was like, comics are low art. But I still read <laughs> comics a lot. That's the weird thing. Like, And I was always looking for one that really hit me in the right spot. So like, I, I, I've always, I think... I've been in denial about how long time of a comics reader I've been, I guess is the end, the end result there. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So I've been that. And then I've also just, I just love drawing for a long time. Um, my parents, uh, you know, used to take us to church every Sunday and we were all very energetic, rambunctious kids. So in order to keep us still, um, they gave us a like notebooks and markers so we wouldn't like uh, be the little heathens that we wanted to be in church. 
So like, <laughs> so that was sort of where my art love came from. And like automatically I would just start drawing like star Wars and superhero characters and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And then, um, my love of everything like storytelling wise just sort of fueled my love of comics. And I, I found that that this industry is where like you get the purest, like as pure as you can get in America of storytelling, like guys mm -hmm. who just love telling stories for the sake of telling stories. It's kind of like this or like writing a book, you know, there's no guarantee right. that you're going to make money off of this. You just have to do it because you love doing it. And yeah. that's sort of what fit me the best. Right on, right on. Uh, well, what about you, Matt? When did, when did you fall in love? What's your story? So I think I have the pretty classic story of being a lapsed reader. You know, I was uh, a fan when I was uh, a, uh, a kid. You know, I'm old enough that I bought uh, a G.I. Joe comic off of a spinner rack in a, in a drugstore, probably somewhere in like the mid-50s issue, um, <laughs> and then sort of had that internal clock once I figured out that if I went back like every 30 days or so, a new one would be there. Um, I actually remember, uh, you know, I was getting the G.I. Joe stuff and then I sort of branched over to, to the Spider-Man stuff. And I remember when G.I. Joe Special Missions 1 came out and I saw that on the spinner rack and I was like, this is when I'm going to strike gold because this is a this is a number one issue. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be able to, to have one of these number ones. Um, but, uh, you know, sort of as I grew older, went away to school, I sort of fade, uh, faded away and, and, and wasn't wasn't a reader. Um, but then sort of later in life, um, I was uh, I was a new dad. I had taken a job that was more stressful. We had some sort of uh, we had some family sort of health issues. And I was sitting in a in a cubicle. It was probably a dark gray February day. And I was in a gray cubicle. And I sort of thought back to. Um, what made me happy when I was was a kid and I was like it was it was comic books so I had an iPhone next to me and I was I was new to podcasts so I, I typed in uh, you know comics into the search function um, and I started to listen to people talk about uh, podcasts while I was sitting there doing boring work and then I was sort of back into it um, you know got a pull list was going every Wednesday and then I sort of got the bug to to make comics uh, myself um, I drew a really terrible comic that's on my web page um, just to sort of get the experience of doing something from beginning to end. Uh, but then it's sort of from there it's evolved. Um, and we'll probably touch about on this uh, the way Noah and I met. But since I've met Noah, it's sort of taken more of a uh, professional, low, uh, not low, but sort of uh, small steps, um, small publishing sort of uh, turn to it. So that's that's my origin and coming back to to comic story gotcha well let's talk about what what parts you each play in, in this uh dino thrashes uh no no you you are the artist correct yes, yes. I am the artist. And, and and matt you are the publisher behind this yeah that's that's correct this was my first time um acting as a publisher um brett murphy who is the other half of ageless press he and I basically had sort of two imprints ourselves. I had a, a Forever Comics imprint, and he had a Legacy uh, Comics imprint. And he was doing some horror stories, and I was doing more sort of sci-fi-based stories. So we had been talking probably about six to eight months before this opportunity for, for Diner Thrashers came to us about sort of joining forces um, under the umbrella of Ageless and still sort of keeping 
the the forever being the sci-fi half of it and legacy being the the horror part of it um and then sort of i'm going to defer to noah because he's got a key part of how um dino thrashers came to um to to ageless yeah so it was actually a couple of things lined up for dino thrashers and then it just sort of happened so brent and matt were talking to me about sort of being someone that would sort of bring people in to give pitches to ageless or sort of reach out and try to find people that would you know pitch things to be printed and um so i was sort of keeping my ear to the ground there to try to find something and um at the same time i was doing some sketches for uh again a sort of a gi joe sort of super team kind of book then i was sort of pitching that to matt as something him and i would work on or i would just work on and try to publish through them at some point and um they were all very bland sketches and stuff like that and they were sort of lacking some soul to it then i got this script from mike um, who reached out to me over social media and it was for dino thrashers and then all of my designs all of a sudden had this like purpose to them like i could like Hmm. like everything i wanted to do in this gi joe comic could be translated to dinosaurs and it would be way cooler so that was every time yes every time that's going to be yes exactly (laughs) so i was like you know what um and i read the script and uh mike is uh mike is a first-time writer so he definitely packs his pages full and he's that kind of first-time writer where he just is just everything on one panel you know like there's just so much but there was like and i could edit through it even on first read through and see like okay what is necessary to to draw on this panel and it was still a lot so i was i was kind of hesitant at first but then my wife was like if you want to draw it you should draw it and i was like okay so I reached out to Mike and I was like, hey, how would you like it if we published, if I got you, you got this published with an imprint that I'm trying to start up with my, that I'm starting up with a friend of mine. And that was sort of my first pitch to Ageless was sending them this script, me as the artist, Mike as the writer, Matt as the, you know, the publisher Kickstarter and same with Brett. Um, yeah. And that's, that's sort of how it began. That was really awesome year, too. So it, it happened fast. Jesus, man, you guys have a yeah. No, that I would say so because a lot of times, I mean, it 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 takes a while just to flesh things out before it's, you know, uh, and yeah. No, that 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 that's awesome. It's good to know that it's really turning out because that seems like you guys are already a well-oiled machine. Are you still doing recruiting work for? Or, I mean, or are you just okay now? I'm drawing. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't think I am doing <laughs> recruiting work anymore. I've been so busy that's drawing. <laughs> Dude, recruiting comic book talent is so grueling, man, because there's there's so much to wade through, and there's a lot of dog shit out there. There is, and there's... Uh, it seems like a lot of the most annoying ones out there, the, the not the greatest ones. So yeah. uh, being a comic book recruiter would probably be one of the biggest headache jobs I could imagine. Um, yeah, I've been lucky, though. I live in an area with like it's very small and tight-knit group so the comics community is very like knows each other really well so i've kind of done a little bit through the podcast like we've kind of been Mm -hmm. sort of building a network there of people that might be interested down the line and doing something i think um i think that's sort of same with you matt too right like we've just sort of been building this network through that more than anything yeah i think it's a it's a combination of things that the sort of the Dino Thrashers came to us as such a complete project. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times you might get sort of, you know, a couple character sketches and one or two sort of 
uh, you know, interior pages. But uh, Mike came with such a sort of fleshed out plan and he's got plans for, for, for more issues. Um, and, and probably quite honestly, uh, 2020, as it's done for, for a lot of folks, just threw us for, for, for a loop, sort of like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I imagine that if we were sort of, you know, going to cons and, you know, walking around and, you know, seeing artists and, you know, artist alleys and going, you know, that guy's work is really great and sort of able to, to do that in person, we might have like another project sort of in some state of development. But I just think due to the fact that, uh, you know, it's 2020, it's COVID-19, we're all sort of, you know, on one hand, very lucky that we can all still do this remotely. We don't have that ability to sort of get out there and, and hit the con circuit and, and see in person sort of somebody working or, or something that really, really grabs our grabs our attention. So not to say that we're not looking, we just don't have that sort of venue open to us right now. Well, and that's that's an, an important venue to have too. I mean, this is a big hit for not. I mean, to not have that ability. Sure, they're trying to you know virtualize everything and still make it entertaining. But when it comes to the stuff that really matters, the stuff that's way in the shadows, the comic book creators at these things, the the the, the communication between everybody is so important to what's coming out next year. You know, and the the relationships that are established. So it. It's a bummer to to not I mean to know that there's so much that should be coming out next year that's not going to happen now because of that uh, you know all of the lack of the lack of everything. And that's what yeah, yeah 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 go sorry, ahead Noah. Oh, no, oh, no I was, I was just going to say oh no we, we talked over oh, each other again. This, this is, is a Zoom this conundrum. Is a preview, this is a preview of our own podcast. Zoom um, collision. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, I yeah probably a lot of you know deals and sort of handshake agreements for for books are probably made at those sort of like. Uh, you know, after hours, everybody getting together at the hotel and sort of, you know, saying, hey, this is what I got. You want to work on it? So, like, you know, we like, you know, we're we're well down the ladder, but we don't even sort of have that opportunity to, you know, sort of get out there and, and talk to folks. So hopefully, you know, things get better and the, that'll present itself to us. And we had just gotten into that, like, we had like just broken into like maybe getting to that place. You know, like where again, the podcast really helped with that. Like I said, building that network and mm -hmm. really it's been a like lifesaver for me at least and sort of not, not filling that void, but slightly filling that void of like a comics family and sort of being able to get out to like, you know, to talk to people about their love of this stuff and what they want to do. Um, and really it's, it's been great to sort of know who, you know, not only who you would want to have back on the show and who you really want to promote, um, but it, it's a better way of getting to know people than like say social media, because on social media, you can wear a mask, like no one's business. Oh, it's yeah. so easy to hide behind a keyboard, man. But yeah. when you start using your voice and everything and you have a stranger talking to you, yeah, no, I mean, the real side of you is going to be forced to come out at least once or twice. And yeah. it does help get to know these people making these comics, for sure. I could relate. If I know if I didn't have the podcast platform to talk to creators like yourselves, I would be beating my head up against a wall all, all year. I, I, I just, I, I, I fiend for this shit, man. I have to know what's going on. I have to communicate with the people that make the things that I love and... Um, yeah, I guess I'm privileged in the sense that I started the podcast two years ago and I was able to be established just enough to be able to have the, 
the, the wait to say, hey, come on, I want to talk to you, and someone say, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so lucky to have that, and I'm, I'm happy that you guys as creators also have that ability because there's still a lot of creators that wish they had that network or some way to go out and even you know, converse in any way, shape, or form beyond a Twitter uh, you know, keyboard conversation. Yeah, it's, it's so important to have this, this, out, this outlet you know, for creators and especially people who have, and one of our focuses, and Matt can sort of uh, expound upon this too, where it's like, uh, there are like how-to guides on how to be a comics person in comics and things like that, but it doesn't work the same for everyone. It's like any kind of Hmm. textbook, you know, it's, and there are multiple textbooks, but all of them follow this one set of like this one thesis statement that follows it to the end but it doesn't work for every type of person. And we've been lucky to have every person we come on has had a different story of how they do comics. And it's not like, it's not a success story in the typical sense of they became rich and famous, but it's a success story. And we completed our comics and we got it printed, you know, and that's, and you have someone's attention on top of it. It's not just floating there. I mean, they're on a podcast because of it. I mean, that's to me, that's, that's successful. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to is you got noticed you created art and people liked it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a big deal for us to have people on there. And we learn so much from those people who give their time on that show to tell us about, you know, what worked for them. And then we can relate to them and see what parts of their lives sort of apply in our lives and be like, okay, maybe we should try that in our way of, 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 you know, of going about this stuff. So we, we definitely went into Dino Thrashers with a lot of knowledge gained from the podcast. Well, I mean, you, you, now it's, I mean, it's only fitting that you tell us the name of the podcast now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something you I'm going to listen to for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Constructing Comics. Um, it's, it started off, we, we, and we're, we're going to return to this, we, we were really focused on page design and sort of like leading the eye and the construction of the page. Uh, but then it sort of evolved into, and, and as Noah was saying, um, it's really involved into uh, an, an interview show uh, of late where we, we have creators on. You know, we, we love to have people on that are in the midst of sort of like a Kickstarter because one, it's sort of the ability for them to talk about their project. But also, you know, we have a lot of folks that are on during that sort of dreaded uh, middle period, that sort of yeah. dead zone, like you hit the launch button. You know, you have that day one rush and you're like, oh, this is this is going to go amazing. And then sort of like eight days, you're sort of like, does anybody hear me? Is it is it you? And you're just like, <laughs> so we, we like to have folks on. Uh, it works out that we have them a lot in that middle period. So we're sort of uh, we're sort of distracting them and giving the ability to, to talk about it. And we sort of sort it's sort of like a therapy session at times. You're like, yeah. hey, we all sort of go through this. We it's that initial rush. And then you're like. Am I going to make it? Is anybody hearing me? So it's it's been an interview show of late, and we really enjoy it. And I like Noah said, like um, I had Frank Gogol on, who was uh, doing some stuff for for Dead End Kids too, and uh, he thanked me at the end for for being a podcaster and sort of having him on to give him the platform. And I was like, hey man, this is this goes to this goes both ways because you know for each of these episodes i'm pulling out a little tool of somebody who's on to, to add to sort of my creators like sort of tool belt so uh sort of as noah was saying um but yeah constructing comics uh we use the tagline uh building stories one page and one panel at a time 
That's awesome, man. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm adding you to my, uh, my little uh, playlist for sure. Hey, we got one uh, listener, Matt. It's great. Nice. <laughs> mission, mission accomplished. Well, all right, we could, we could retire now. We're good. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Well, um, let, let's let's talk about this Kickstarter you have right now. Right now, we're as we speak and record this, we're dead in the middle of it, and you guys are funded. And it's not like you guys had this really tiny goal of like eight hundred bucks to fund. You had a pretty hefty goal, and you already have one hundred and fifteen backers right now. I know projects that. I mean, big people doing them right now, and they're struggling to get that one hundred number. So, congratulations. First off, that's got to feel amazing, knowing that you, you don't have to deal with that that hump, you know, that halfway through going, oh, shit, is this actually going to happen? Because it's happened. So congratulations, and I'm so pumped on this. Please give us the pitch on Dino Thrashers, please. Oh, thank you so much. Matt, you oh, want to give a pitch? No, you want to do the uh, pitch? No, you, uh, you're, you're the pitch guy. You're, you're the, the line artist here. So <laughs> That's you, true. I'm the line artist. I'll pitch it. So the, the pitch is... In essence, there's a, a group of archaeologists, uh, not archaeologists, but paleontologists digging out in the desert, and they find a raptor skeleton, and within the raptor skeleton, they discover this orb of unknown origin, and they take it back to their lab and accidentally activate whatever is inside the orb, and it sends a transmission across space. And what's summoned to space are these humanoid dinosaur hybrid aliens like a warrior race called the Dino Thrashers who come to this, who followed this signal to Earth. And once they get to Earth and are finding out about everything going on, they discover that there's this ancient interstellar evil there that's been sort of laying roots for global, you know, global um, domination. And so mm -hmm. with the, so the, the Dino Thrashers recruit these paleontologists to help take down the Eve, their evil, uh, I guess, counterparts. Uh, the pterosaurs and that's what that's what the book is in essence and uh if, i guess from the the pitch where it's you know it's comparing things it's it's a little bit transformers it's a little bit teenage mutant ninja turtles and it's a little bit gi joe and then uh it's a lot of uh uh a lot of 80s inks, a, lot of 80s a lot of 80s is what it sounds a lot like of 90s man. and 80s oh. yep I dig it i dig it so much i mean uh, like I said earlier, you you put dinosaurs in any costume and give them a personality, you you have me sold. But when you say, hey, it's in the the realm of like a Transformers esque GI Joe type of, I mean, this is this is a surefire hit. And I gotta say, man, the first thing I look at when somebody sends me um, a Kickstarter now is the art and that line art, dude. Bravo, oh, Noah. Thanks. Like that 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 is that is some good shit. That oh man. Um are you going to have uh prints of this available through stretch goals on the Kickstarter or I mean That's one of the things. How can we get some of the Yeah. I think and then there's also uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh tiers for original art. And it's not that expensive either. I, I kind of give my art away. But the um uh, there's like a sketch card here where I, yeah, I have like little sketch cards I can make for people. I'm, I'm doing giveaways right now for the certain numbers of backers. So I just did a sketch cover for the hundredth backer, no charge, just, you know, doing that. And um, there's also an original art tier. So if there are any, I think we have a couple of those left too, where people can actually purchase the pages um, That's so awesome. from the book. And, but I think prints are on the list of, uh, of things where we might be adding to the, the stretch goal. Right, Matt? Yeah, I'm sort of, Mike and I are sort of, uh, we have the stretch goals sort of 
predetermined. Um, we were waiting. You know, we didn't want to do the thing where we started announcing, <clears throat> excuse me, stretch goals too early. But the, that announcement, now that we've funded and we're about two weeks out, we're going to make the sort of stretch goals announcements here pretty soon. We, right on. we do have a number of sort of variant covers. Um, we did a, uh, Mike uh, runs a, a magazine and he was able to, uh, he has a, a, re a friendly uh, relationship with Leonard Wu, who was in uh, Battle Angel Alita. He was in Bosch and uh, Marco Polo. So he did a, he did a variant cover for us. Um, so, it, you know, the opportunity to have a, have a cover drawn by somebody who's been on a Netflix series would would be an extra for somebody there. So, I saw that cover too. It's uh, like a pencil sketch cover. Is that is that right, or is that was just uh, some of the art I saw of it? Well, we we put up Leonard's pencils because they were so awesome. But we 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 have a we have a fully colored version of that oh, as well. Man. Yeah, I know those pencils were amazing. I've been all over this page. I'm not just <laughs> yanking your guys' leg. Like I, I'm, I'm loving this stuff. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, the, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go. go. Oh no. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I what think were you say? one of the cool things is, um, you know, I have done sort of three Kickstarters myself before that, and we got a lot of the artists who had worked on my other stuff to sort of come in and and help out with uh, some of the other images. Uh, you know, we. The, the colorist I've worked with before has, has colored our cover our, our variant covers um, and Wilson who is uh, a guy that I've done a lot of work with he he came in and did some so it's it's been cool to sort of reach out to everybody I've worked with in the past and said hey you know you want to give us a little bit of promo art you want you want to color this variant cover so we're still keeping a lot of things sort of uh, in-house with the folks that we we worked with in the past which is it's a lot of fun to sort of have that family atmosphere. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's one of the beautiful things about this industry too, man. Once you guys start working together, it really does start feeling like a family. And you could see it in the art too. You could just tell that, you know, people were having fun working together doing this. And you uh, you could tell that the, these these people loved the the ideas and the character designs that you guys presented to them to play with. You know, they and ah, uh, man, that's this is exciting for me. It is. I keep stumbling, but it's. I'm. I'm legit excited as I look at this art. I have to like stop looking at that. Uh, it's been great though with with the other artists coming in because I get ideas about how to draw the characters better from those artists. So Kevin, who drew Matt's, I guess how many books ago was it now? Maybe three books ago. He did the reset, right? Yeah. Um, he did the reset for for Matt and um. Kevin did a drawing of one of the pterosaurs named Brax, who's a Brachiosaurus, um, who okay. likes hip hop. And he drew the Brachiosaurus with this boom box over his shoulder. And I was like, I didn't like, I didn't, I, he drew everything else, but I never drew the, the boom box. But I'm like, I'm definitely keeping that in the book. And I had this image of like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando with that rocket launcher. Yes, so, dude. So I did a, I did a, on the intro, on the intro page with, with Brax, he's holding the boombox and it's part boombox, part that like four rocket rocket launcher over his shoulder. And that was all thanks to Kevin. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely stealing that. Um, and, and Wilson's cover too, he gave me, um, I hadn't drawn uh, uh, the main Raptor Tours uh, blaster yet that he keeps. I just had them in his holsters. But Wilson did this like crazy cool 
uh like blade runner-esque like revolver that like the that tour is holding and i'm like yeah that's what it's gonna look like i had like you know i had it like i had a design that was sort of along the blade runner route but like wilson's was way cooler so i was like yeah i'm, I'm stealing that um it's yeah uh, it's it's been great for me as an artist to have this like okay yeah that's how i'm gonna draw it that kind of thing like that was like i was like if i had any doubt i I really am inspired by it. It's 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 so great to have everybody on board. Well, yeah, it sounds like Mike isn't holding you back at all, man. I mean, he's not here to speak for himself, but I mean, it sounds like you get an idea as the writer. You know, a lot of times you there could be that threshold of you know the writer going, no, 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 that's not my vision. Yeah. But it it sounds like you're you're not tied down in any way, shape, or form. No, Mike's been really good about that, especially changes to the pages themselves. Because, like I said, he has a tendency to sort of pack the page full. I kind of mm. like to compare it to like toy catalog versus the back of the the action figure box. Mm, so my okay. my approach is more the like back of the action figure casing. Like that's how this first issue is. But Mike has sort of written this issue as like the whole like next 5 years of toy catalog that kind of thing. And gotcha. I'm kind of teasing little things as we go, but there's still a lot in this. I'm not saying like there's nothing in this book. We have like a full on like Dino Thrasher Mobile and their huge spaceship and all the pterosaurs have their own motorcycles and most recently on the recent page that the Dino Thrashers were riding on um, hoverboards. So like, you know, like it's not going to be a, a book where it's like there's nothing in it, but I've been sort of making little omissions throughout the issues that we'll save for like issue two, issue three, issue four. And he's been really great about sort of accommodating me there. And like there was one location recently I had to let go of, um, but we'll, we'll definitely come back to it later. It's been it's been great, and my Mike's been really great about trusting my uh, trusting my, uh, I guess sort of uh, um, my choices and what I take out and what I keep in and things like that. And uh, so it's been great. It's, right it's been a good working experience. Well, I hear you guys keep talking about issues further on down the road, and this is you know we're kickstarting issue one here. Uh, what how is this something that you guys see you know like I don't know a GI Joe type of longevity where you're putting in 250 issues or i mean uh where do you want to go with this i, I can go take this matt yeah yeah I, I i you know the back and forth and the the conversation i have with mike i know that he's at at least at this point it seems like he's sort of looking at sort of like a maxi series to sort of get started like that that 12 okay. issue um where we're going to tell a complete story it's going to be satisfying um but, you know, the, there'll be the ability to sort of come back to the world. We're not going to sort of, you know, uh, paint ourselves into a corner where we couldn't come back to it. But like I said, the, it, it's it's fully fleshed out. It's it's a story that will give you a satisfying ending. But there'll be the ability to, to come back. But it's sort of like in that 10 to 12 issue range right now. I think that's a wise move. I do. Uh, I, I dig it. It makes it – see, now – I'm even more into it because I know it's not going to be this huge investment either. You know, I'm no, I'm not gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna get 23 issues down the road, and he's gonna get tired of it, and I'm gonna drop mm -hmm. it. No, that's not that I'm saying that that's what would happen, but that's definitely a plausible thing. But just a 10, 12 issues, I'll invest that all day. Um, that's that's not that's nothing. Yeah. To to get a complete story, that's a volume. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's definitely something also where we understand the mechanics of Kickstarter and indie comics as well. So we can't get this to you guys like month by month, obviously. 
So right. what we want to do, and, and my job as an artist and, and Mike as a writer, is to sort of pack as much into one issue as possible. And it's a pretty standard size of like 23 pages, but we want to also sort of like, if this is the only issue you buy, hopefully you don't regret buying it. You know, like that's that's a big thing too. Like it's, we, we want you to get a complete story, even issue by issue that sort of ties into a longer, you know, a longer story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that because uh, there's all too many times someone goes into something saying, well, you know, we're going 12 issues. We could do two or three filler issues where we just explain a couple things, but nothing really happens. And I I hate that. I do. I mean, I I really invest into these books. And I mean, to to just kind of throw a flop down because you couldn't figure out how to get something in to one page in the last issue or the next issue or whatever i find that to be lazy creating so to have a complete 23 or 23 page story every time that makes me want to get the next 23 pages i mean you 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 got all the signs of this being a successful series not just first issue or awesome idea or successful kickstarter i mean it, it sounds like you guys really have this fleshed out the way it should be yeah we actually really hope um that like you know you can even look at this as sort of like the the first six issues will tell you a story. So even if the the first six issues are what you get, like you you, you got a complete story, and then you know seven through ten, seven through twelve, whatever it works out to be, is another uh, another complete story um, that sort of all comes together. So even if you are even if you're only in for volume one, you're gonna get you know a full sort of story arc and another story arc that sort of work together in the grand sort of Dino Thrasher's world, so. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Um, well, like we don't have to worry about it failing at this point. It's it's a go, but it, it, could, it could get better. There's stretch goals to unlock, and I'm so pumped on this, man. I'm so pumped. Uh, I, I, I just want to get to know you guys just a little bit better. I'm going to throw out some standard rapid-fire questions at you, and a couple of them are going to be, you know, eh, who's your favorite, whatever. But I, as a new comic book creator, you're going to get asked these panels. When you guys are at the big San Diego Comic-Con being interviewed by the press <laughs> about Dino Thrashers and the Ringos and all that, um, you're going to get asked these questions. By these, <laughs> So let's just get these out of the way. I always find them to be rather interesting anyway, so... Uh, let's start out with the simple ones. And all of comics, who's the best protagonist? I'm, I'm um, gonna say you go ahead, Matt. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Spider-Man because I feel like he's the 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 heart and soul of the uh, the Marvel universe, which is which is my favorite uh, comics universe. Right on, right on. Um, Noah, I I I kind of I started out this summer saying Superman, but I, I think Batman. I do, I do kind of think he is the greatest, you know, comic book character that can kind of be anything, you know, at this point, you know, and there's sort of like, there are wrong answers to Batman, but there just doesn't seem to be many, you know, if you can write a good story around it. um, That's sort of why I think, I think Batman's the best, the, the, the best uh, protagonist in comics. I think those are two super solid answers. Uh, Now we got a, Flip it. Who's the best? Uh, who's the best villain? Who's the best shithead in all the comics? Well, we start with you this time, Noah. Oh, um, looking around my room at what villains I have on my wall. because um, <laughs> uh, like it's kind of hackneyed to say Joker, so I'm gonna say Ozymandias. As much as he's not really a villain, 
he's not really a hero either, but I guess you say, did you say antagonist or villain? Uh, either way, I mean, this is overall the best shithead. Yeah, I'd say Ozymandias, you know? Like, I, it's hard. I like that. I haven't heard that one yet. Uh, I've heard the Joker a few times, and it's not really a wrong answer, no. but yeah. I like Ozymandias too. That's a great answer. Yeah, Watchmen is my favorite book, just across the board. Not comic, not graphic novel, just book, you know? I, That's awesome. Perfect, yeah. Right on, Matt. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Doctor Doom. Uh, you know, a lot of times I, I feel like the, the 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 bad guy or the 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 villain of the story shouldn't be sort of the mustache twirling sort of villain who's just evil to be evil. Which is weird because you know Doom just sort of comes at it at this point that you know what he's doing is right because he's because he's Doom and that's the way he sees it. Uh, you know, he doesn't really. You know, like a lot of times we've talked about sort of making the villain interesting. And, you know, if you think about like Killmonger in the, the Black Panther movie, sort of when he gives that speech, you see what he's what, what, what he, where he's coming from. You know, he's, he's a terrible, you know, murdering, you know, villain. But you, you see his his point of view where Doom just sort of, you know, a lot of times if he doesn't have a point of view or a reason for doing it, he's just doing it because he's Doom and, and that's that's what he wants to do. So I'm going to go with Dr. Doom. I think he's in everybody's top five. I think yeah. that's a super solid answer. It's undeniable that he's one of the best villains ever created in comics. And, uh, he's he, definitely in my top three for sure. And he just looks super cool. So Yes. Yeah, no. He's, you can't do his design wrong. No. Even when he was infamous Iron Man, you know, Doom Iron Man armor, he still looked like a badass. Yeah. So. I'm into it for sure. True. Uh, what is your favorite single issue of com- in all of comics? Your favorite twenty-page completed story, Matt? Ooh, uh, I know that's a tough one. It's probably uh, GI Joe Twenty-One: The Silent Interlude. The silent um, issue, yes. Noah and I broke that down uh, on one of our podcasts. Um, and sort of the backstory of how quickly it was thrown together, um, and, and just sort of the way uh, the way it's told, you know, with it, the the interesting aspect of it not having any any dialogue, it shows, you know, how comics it, the medium is is a storytelling medium, and just uh, all the awesome things you can do with comics. So I'm going to go with GI Joe Twenty One. That's that's a great answer, and I'm surprised that answer hasn't been given a million times. I'm really surprised that's the first time anyone said that, because that's that's a solid book. Yeah. What about you, Noah? I, I would say like, Silent Interlude is definitely in my top three. I think number one is um again a Watchmen answer. It's uh, oh I can't remember the name. I think it's the is it the Watchmaker's son? I can't remember the the one where Doctor Manhattan goes through time basically and. Gotcha. talks about his life that's my favorite yeah issue of any comic yeah that's awesome man great answers oh see i'm i this is why i answer or i ask these questions they seem silly but at the same time i i get to know that and the listeners as well get to know i'm selfish i think of me first <laughs> i get to know that much more about you guys and to where your heads headset or your head game is in this industry you know what's yours I mean, brian it's... we need to know yours what so i guess give us the oh. three answers really quick 
Oh man, um, I'm an Iron Man guy okay. because he, even though he fixes everything, he also creates the story mm-hmm. and fucks everything up so that he has something to fix. I always find that interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm a kingpin guy. Ooh. I love the fact that dudes. J- j- I mean, it doesn't. He just beats you with his mind, but if he has to, he'll. Um, yeah, he'll do, do what he has to do too. I just I admire the hell out of yeah. the kingpin. And uh, my favorite single issue of all time is actually um, The Joker's Asylum Penguin, written by Jason Aaron. Uh, Penguin is my number two villain of all time, and it's kind of for the same reason, you know, Kingpin is, essentially. What, what was the Joker's uh, Asylum number what? It's just Joker's Asylum. It's a one-shot called Penguin. Penguin, okay. I'm going to have to look uh, for that. I've never read it. It's It's great, man. It's what made me fall in love with Jason Aaron as a writer and... Um, it's, 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 I'm not into romances, but it's a penguin romance story. But at the same time, it's so goddamn gangster, <laughs> you know, it just shows everything that the penguin is, is just this dude that you, you know, you would completely overlook, but at the same time, he will fucking kill you. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it, man. I'm definitely it's, looking for that issue next time I go to a comic store. Like, right on. Best. Yeah. You should find it cheap too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a key issue by any means. It's just great comics man. I'm definitely checking that out that sounds awesome um now we gotta get to the important shit what is the uh best species of dinosaur um I'm I I velociraptor for me yeah, yeah I mean that's that's a I don't know if I could pick but I think velociraptor is a damn good answer yeah what about you Matt uh with velociraptor being taken I will take uh I'll take a t-rex because I think he showed up at the end of Jurassic Park and took care of the two uh velociraptors <laughs> that were, were running around oh man um how important are the velociraptor and t-rex characters because we know that there's going to be a velociraptor and a t-rex character in this book. they're the opposing um, two leaders of the two opposing sides Oh, dude! See, oh man! Uh, oh, are we are we doing? Oh, I don't, I, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Are we doing carnivores versus herbivores here? I mean, like, how is this? No, because they're herbivores and carnivores on both sides. Because like, okay. Velociraptor Tor, he's the, he's the uh, the leader of the good guys, and then Julius Rex is the leader of the bad guys, and <laughs> um, but like, so like, Brax is a herbivore and he's a bad guy, and Trips is a herbivore but he's a good guy. And then, like, we have, like, a wolf, like a, like a, a like an, like a, a, like, pre-Ice Age wolf. Um, All right. Um, on, like, on, on the good guy's side. And, yeah, so it's, like, the, there's a lot of herbivores. And it's not, like, yeah, it's not herbivores versus carnivores. Um, okay. We have nothing against uh, carnivores or, <laughs> or, or vegetarians or anything <laughs> like that. To, right yeah. on, right on. I was, you know, making sure you're not trying to throw in some uh, secret Hollywood message or something. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it uh keeping it diverse i love it um ah uh, shit uh I'm, I'm looking at these other character designs on here i i'm gonna leave my imagination uh, now i i don't, i'm just gonna ask all the questions about the book i can't do that um all right well you guys are uh, just getting started in this industry for the most part but you you gotta you gotta figure now that you're here your foot's in the door you have successful kickstarters there you will have art in our hands soon that is a promise unless something really ridiculous happens with like shipping or post office or something stupid but right now the art is made it's coming to us um you are in this industry now years and years and years down the road after you've collected all of your ringos and uh eisners and all of that um 
what is going to be on your comic book tombstone? What will they remember the most about you in this industry? Let's start with you, Noah. Um, I'd say uh, talk too much but never said anything and wore his heart on his sleeve, I guess is the big thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. But, right on. Yeah, what, what, Matt, what about you? Oh, wow. Um, wrote a lot about... Uh, time and alternate uh choices that could be made because that seems to be a, a theme of the stories that i write is either uh you know reminiscing trying to get a trying to get time back or sort of uh trying to correct uh mistakes that you made so uh just just told stories about the, the those themes i dig it man i dig it and that's a cool theme to to run with too because I mean, uh, just shit. There's, there's so much to play with, and right now things are so freaking weird. Uh, you know, there could be time travel tomorrow for all we know. And for, I mean, playing uh, just having that, uh, uh, that 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 world to play in it always interests me. It's one of my favorite. I I don't want to use the word tropes in comics, but it's one of my favorite things to read is time travel uh, on that note did you read the man who effed up time by john layman no but it's, carl Moster? it's it's on my it's on my list of things that i want to read though read that if if that's your realm then dude <laughs> that 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 is something amazing right there the, check that the, out the one thing that really lit the the spark of i want to to write stuff is uh jonathan hickman's pax pax romano where uh, there was time travel, but the time travel was controlled by the, the, the Catholic Church. So instead of using it for sort of virtuous reasons, they were going back and trying to take out um, religious icons or religious leaders from, from other faiths to sort of prop up, you know, the, the church, the, the Catholic Church. So I was just like, this is so crazy that like this guy came up, he's like, you know, who would be the free, first people to get the time travel? get time, the ability to time travel what happens if it was the catholic church and they didn't use it for sort of the best reason so yeah that that's a pretty amazing time travel story as well that's all um i'm gonna have to revisit that for sure i've i've lately just kind of fallen in love with jonathan hickman again since the whole x-men thing i yeah so i'm i'm I've got more to get into now. Um, guys, this has been an absolute pre pleasure. Before we go, uh, you guys have social media platforms the, the listeners could find you on, follow you at? Yeah, they can follow the, the Dino Thrashers comic page. Um, on uh, it's just I think it's just the at the Dino Thrashers comic um, on Instagram. And, cool. um, but I, I, post, I post a little more art from it now than, than even that page does. Um, on my page, which is um, at Noah, N O A H C Ray R A Y, all one word, no caps or anything like that. Just that's that's sort of where I post the most of my art and uh, Kickstarter updates. And then Matt's really good about posting updates to his social media. Right on, and Matt, where where do they find you? Yeah, so my Instagram is at M A K zero eight seven six. Um, I'm actually pretty, um, active on Twitter as a, as a writer, um, at M Kuhn, M K U N D. Um, I have a website that's mattkuhn.com. Um, if you want to check that out, I sort of try to blog about what it's like to, to break into comics as, as a writer. Um, it's some, 
you know, some tips and tricks and sort of experience. And sometimes it's just sort of me um, as a therapy session, sort of talking about, you know, trying to get something done or just trying to, to, to make it as, as a writer in, in comics. Uh, but I would say those are the main places to go. Um, if you're looking for a podcast that features Noah and I, it's uh, Constructing Comics. Um, we, we have an Instagram for that, uh, Twitter for that, Facebook for that. Um, that's a good place to find us. And um, there is a Facebook page for, for Ageless Press where you can see a lot of uh, the, the Kickstarter stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there's there's uh, plenty of places for you guys to be found. I'll have all of this in the description of the show, so there's no excuse for listeners to to not follow you. Um, I know I've got some new accounts to follow, that's for sure. I, I'm not on Instagram as much, so uh, I'm way behind on following those people, but I'm on there now, man, knowing that there's going to be Dino Thrasher <laughs> art being posted. Come on, man. This is... Whoo. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, uh, the, uh, I... I'm so happy for you guys. I'm happy you guys took the time to come on. I have a new level of respect for you after talking to you because not only do you guys really, I could tell you really believe and love this project, but you care about this industry on account of, you, you know, you, you have a podcast that essentially is about bringing new creators to light and um, I, fuck do I respect the hell out of that. I really do. So thank you guys for everything you do and taking the time to come on this podcast and uh yeah i look forward to dino thrashers man and the whole future of it and you guys are uh welcome back anytime thanks, thanks so we, we really time. appreciate uh talking to you it's been a lot of fun yeah awesome Kerr. well you guys uh stay safe thanks you thank you, you as well yep absolutely cheers guys Good day. I'm Ken. And I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society. As well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina Conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation. From our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com forward slash community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community all right how about it uh yeah these guys just they kick ass man i don't know what else to say i couldn't have expressed it anymore or, yeah expressed any more excitement so here i am <laughs> oh uh, yeah it's the, i i'm fully on board with this i i've got at least two covers coming from the kickstarter project on the level and tier that i backed and i gotta say uh the extremely generous you know i've i've been on kickstarters before where if you want a physical copy you got to throw down 20 bucks these guys uh not even close to that it's almost like you're picking them up off the shelf and barely even paying for shipping it's it's that good. It's that good when it comes to the value. So, and once again, Matt Kuhn was the publisher, is the publisher, and Noah Ray, our artist. And uh, <laughs> uh, be on the lookout for these guys. Know these names. Know these names. And know that you're hearing them early, early on the Cheers to Comics podcast. And remember that when you're going to... Uh, rate the podcast five stars on apple you know type in hey i remember when brian interviewed noah ray and matt kuhned about this awesome kickstarter book and uh i have a feeling in the future uh 
the they're gonna be super popular. I don't know. Say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I'm spitballing here. Uh, fact is, just say you gotta say it behind. Say it behind five stars. Uh, then uh, then head on over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Drop a buck. Drop a buck a month. $12 a year. Yeah. You can't even get Netflix for $12 a month anymore. And I'm saying $12 a year. You're going to get uh, access to creator interviews before the rest of the public gets them. And you're going to get stickers. And I mean, there's several cheers to choose from. The, 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 just pick a tier. It's worth it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Are you convinced? Uh, yeah, that does it. That does it. Another creator has been cornered. Two creators. Mm-hmm. Have been cornered. Another episode in the books. This has been 244. So I can't not say it like that for some reason. As always, I must urge you slurds to please 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 stay as safe as you possibly can out there and uh always read responsibly cheers hi you're listening to cheers to comics podcast this is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. <laughs>